0: So our last talk is going to be called A Listening Life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Mary, we place ourselves in your hands this day. We ask you to intercede for us reading from the Gospel of Matthew. After six days, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John, his brother, and he led them up a high mountain, and he was transfigured before them. And his face shone like the sun, and his garments became white as light. And behold, there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. And Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is well that we are here. If you wish, I will make three booths, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He was still speaking when, lo, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my beloved son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. most uh, common complaint that I hear as a priest from people is Father, I prayed and nothing happened. God didn't listen to me. Now you all never talk like that, of course. But a lot of other people do. And after sympathizing with them for a while and assuring them that God listens to them, I ask them this question. Have you listened to God? And most of the time what follows from that question is a deafening silence. Because usually the answer is no. I haven't listened to God. Which I believe is the cause of 95% of all of our struggles and all of our problems. Why is listening to God so important? Because in case you haven't noticed... God is very different from us. In the prophet Isaiah, the Lord says, My thoughts are not your thoughts. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts above your thoughts. Oftentimes, without even realizing it, we tend to create God in our own image and likeness, as opposed to worshiping the living God in whose image and likeness we are made. And because I think this is just very normal, the most fundamental work then that God has to do, or the most fundamental work in our relationship with God, is purification. And the simple reason is because we have it upside down. We think, and again, I don't think this is intentional, but there is a part of us that thinks that God is supposed to conform to my ways, to my thoughts, to my plans. And if he doesn't, then God is just being mean. And sometimes people say to me, I don't think God is listening to me. And then when I hear what they're saying, I say to myself, thank God he's not listening to that. <laughs> I'm so glad God doesn't listen to me a lot of the times because I have no idea what I'm saying. And I don't really mean it anyway. But I think this attitude and this mindset is really a recipe for misery. And so what can really aid us? And what can help us discover who God is more deeply? It's listening. Right, not to ourselves, not to our ideas, but listening to God as he really is. A listening life meets God on his terms and not on ours. I shared with you earlier, I think, um, one of my stories of when I was discerning with the Trappists. And I have another story about them. This was at a different monastery. And again, I was probably 20 years old. And I was there for about a week. It was at the Abbey of Genesee in upstate New York. And I was working in their, their bread factory. They make, they make bread. It's called Monk's Bread. And one of the monks who was, I was working sort of side by side all week, he looked to me like a really, just a really holy man, like a really prayerful man. And we were working together for like three or four days, and we didn't, we didn't talk, we just were working in silence. And one day after, after work, and we were walking out, I asked him if we could go outside and talk. And so I asked this monk, I said, Father, can you tell me how to pray? I say because I'm really sincere, and I really want to pray. I really want to know who God is. And do you know what he said to me? He said, do you want to know how to pray? I said, yes, please. Got out my notebook with you all. (laughs) I was ready for the instructions. And he said, if you want to pray, he said, sit down and shut up. (laughs) Now, I was 20. I wasn't as purified as I am now. So so part of me was like, you just tell me to shut up? (laughs) This monk just told me to shut up. And I said, I said, excuse me? And he said, there's too much of you involved in this. He says, you have too many plans, too many ideas, too much of an agenda. He said, sit down, shut up, and let God introduce himself to you. In other words, he was saying, for God's sake, give him a chance to speak. That is the best advice I've ever heard on prayer. I wanna tell that to people, but I'm afraid they get offended. You know, the account of the transfiguration which we just heard is very humorous, right? Peter, James, and John, are in the middle of this beautiful experience with Jesus. And Peter is just yapping away. He's saying, Lord, it's good that we're here. Let's build three tents. Let's do all these things. I love the scriptures because it says, while he was still speaking, meaning Peter, the father breaks in. (laughs) Basically says, Peter, sit down and shut up. (laughs) But while Peter was still speaking, the father breaks in. And what does he say? This is my beloved son. Listen to him. What the father says is so much more profound than what Peter was saying or thinking or could even imagine. In the book of Sirach, chapter 6, verse 33, it says, If you love to listen, you will gain knowledge. And if you incline your ear, you will become wise. You know, a reporter once asked Mother Teresa how she prayed. And Mother Teresa responded by saying, I listen. And so the reporter asked, well, what does God say? And she said in response, he mostly listens. I think the reporter was utterly confused. (laughs) But what a beautiful image of when two people are in love. And they're simply being with the other. And they're listening to each other. And perhaps that is one of the major differences between saints and sinners. The saints are the ones who listen to God. While those who are not saints are the ones who listen to themselves, or they listen to the world, or to popular opinion, or to the enemy. In my own humble opinion, The fundamental posture of being a Christian is one of listening. Because as we've said before, we do not come to God. God comes to us. In order to be receptive to his presence, in order to be open to his movements in our life, we must be attentive. We must be listening, or we miss him. In 1 John, it says that in this is love. Not that we have loved God, but that he has loved us and sent his son as the expiation for our sins. if we don't listen to that revelation to that truth we will turn our entire lives into a performance we will think I have to be perfect to win God's love I have to try harder I have to get rid of all of my Weaknesses and my failures before I can ever expect a taste of God's love for me. And none of that is in revelation. Those thoughts or those ideas are a clear sign that one is not listening to God at all. Because he never speaks like that. That kind of thinking is the fruit of listening, either to our own brokenness, to the enemy, or to other people who are not listening to God either. I think it was was Meister Eckhart in one of his um, homilies. He says, and I'm going to paraphrase him here, but he says something like, the most dangerous person in the world is a religious who does not listen to God. The most dangerous person in the world is a religious or someone who considers themselves a Christian who does not listen to God. I think he says that because if a if religious, if a Christian is not listening, then what they're teaching and what they're proclaiming is more a projection than a revelation. It's more earthly wisdom than divine. So how do we listen to God? Right, I'm, going to, I'm going to assume that we know some of the more obvious ways. So obviously we all know scripture, liturgy, the teachings of the church. So instead of speaking about these ways, I'd like to lead you through a little bit of an examination of three areas or three ways in which God is speaking in the hopes that you might be able to hear him more deeply. So they'll include your life, your prayer and the people in your life. What is God saying to you and to me in our lives right now? In your current situations, with your circumstances, your age, your vocation, your health? Is he asking you to slow down? Is he asking you to speed up? Is he asking you to forgive? Is he reminding you That you are not God. And that this world, people, are always going to be imperfect. Yet despite that, nothing can separate us from his love. You know, as our age increases and maybe our health tends to decline, it's not too uncommon to feel abandoned by God or alone. But from from my own observations, it seems that when our age increases and our health declines, it's yet another sign of God's just deep love for us. Because he's taking away all of the things that we might have held on to for support. Things which, of course, are not necessarily bad. But if you've ever been with someone as they're dying, they literally have nothing but God. And you know, that's the way it's always been for all of us in every moment of our lives. But things like youthfulness or even good health tends to obscure the truth. You know, in this past year of COVID, especially in the beginning, a lot of people were asking Where is God? I don't hear God. And in my opinion, it's almost as if God was shouting. It's like God was shouting the whole world. And it seems to me like he was saying, refocus, repent, reorient your lives. Come back to what is important. Where are we listening? What is God saying to you in your own personal prayer life? in that silence of prayer, when you are alone with Him, and trying as as best as you can to make eye contact with Him, what is He saying? In the last liturgical season, so either Lent or Easter, what was God's word to you during that time? And again, I don't I'm not trying to turn that into a necessarily a, a felt experience. I mean, if the, if there is one, that's great. But it's interesting how even though we celebrate these seasons over and over and over again, there's always a newness and a freshness to them if we're if we're really awake we're really listening, if we're completely oblivious to it, it could be because our prayer is simply a monologue, one-sided, and it's no surprise that we might feel that God is absent. God is, of course, not absent. We just haven't given him a chance to speak. And this is obvious, but what all this presupposes, of course, is that prayer is not just one activity among others. But that it is the activity that gives life and light to the rest of our other activities. So, if I want to hear God in the course of my day, I can begin by listening to Him in prayer. And of course, the opposite is true. When I listen to him throughout my day, I'm going to listen to him more deeply in prayer. What is God saying to you through the people in your life? Not just your friends or the people that you enjoy spending time with, but the people who you live with, your family, maybe people who you find difficult. What is God saying to you through them? And we might think, well, God can't speak through difficult people. God does that all the time. He's not limited. But would we even want to hear what he might be saying through a difficult person or through a difficult situation? Naturally, we are inclined to listen to people who affirm us and make us feel good about ourselves. And that's great. We should listen to them as much as possible. But what about those people or those situations and circumstances in our life that do the opposite? Maybe he's calling us To be patient. To forgive. To step out of our comfort zone. And to love somebody who at least from a human perspective might not deserve it. Or who might not be able to even receive it. So what is God saying to us through our life, through our prayer, and the people in our life? Probably a lot if we take the time to listen. How will I know or how can we know if we are really listening to God? I think the answer is very simple. If you and I are really listening to God, we will start to decrease and he will increase. Another way of saying this is that listening will empty you and fill you with God. And I can't think of anything more healing, more holy, and more necessary than this. You know when John the Baptist saw Jesus he said he must increase and I must decrease. And that came from someone who was listening deeply to God. And so the moment he saw the Messiah he was able to recognize not only who Jesus was but what he must do. And the same is true for us when we listen like Him. Listening will empty us, but most importantly, it will fill us with God.